podcast. What's up, bitches? Um, and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. I don't know what that was. I just tried something a little bit different. You know, just New Year, new introduction every week, I was thinking. But, you know, I think whenever you get like 10 days deep or whatever that is when I record this, 11, hey, you shouldn't be dropping that New Year vibe no more, you know what I'm saying? But hey, there is some good, positive news for this week's podcast. We have a sponsor. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast is proudly brought to you by Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. Yes, that's right. The no-brainer of the century. The comedy club, which I MC and book, is sponsoring my podcast because it's a great comedy club. It's a great place, you know, and it's back this Thursday, the... 17th of January and whoa hold whoa just pump those brakes what a lineup we have got we've got myself on doing back to MC duties I've missed that for a few weeks over Christmas and we've got Aaron McCann you know the big fathead himself one half of fathead and the big dog the most uh the most niche podcast in history that I used to do with Aaron McCann he's back in Northern Irish airspace and he needs to get clearance of the airspace to get his head back in but he's here and he's going to be opening Pug Ugly's Comedy Club next Thursday can't wait for that and headlining we've only gone and got Mr. Kieran Bartlett himself and a lot of people have been asking is he going to be strumming on stage and I would say yes he'll definitely be strumming and whether or not he brings his guitar that's for him to decide but it's going to be a spectacle, and it's back this Thursday, and I'm delighted. Because Pug Ugly's Comedy Club is, in my opinion, and in a lot of opinions of a lot of acts, a lot of people that have been to it, the best new club in Belfast. So if you haven't already, get down, check out Pug Ugly's Comedy Club every Thursday from 9pm. And whoa, what about that? The corporate man strikes, just you know, telling you how it is, that's... You know, not believe it or not, not an actual pre-recorded sponsorship announcement. Would you would you believe that? You know, um, a lot of people would have been like, "Yo, Dave, I think you've just hired in a pro to do your uh, announcement there because that was pretty pretty dope." Well, you know, just off the top of the dome, it is what it is. But another weird week I've had this week. Um, it's been great. You know, it's been. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good because I've been back in the gym. You know, I should. I actually, to be fair, I'm talking shit. I don't feel good about being back in the gym. I feel um, creaky. I feel worn out. I feel sore. I feel extra tired. I'm feeling my age, you know. But let's be totally honest. Since I got married at the very start of November, I ain't done shit physically. You know what I mean? Ain't, ain't done nothing, baby. Just been flat out chilling, eating, you know everything I want, drinking what I want, and, you know, it just caught up me in the last wee while, I'm like, I fully, like, I can store um, functional day-to-day items just in my torso, you know, like, instead of, like, putting my mobile phone in my pocket, I'm just, like, pressing it into my doughy skin, and it's staying there, I've got a wallet in there, I've got my phone in there, my car keys, um, I've got my granny's ashes, you know, of all sorts, just stuck in my body and my skin and I thought you know that's not a sweet look you know whenever like when you're a guy you know and when you're trying to be sexy when you take off your shirt you know you should just be presenting a 
proper iron ball. You know, you should take off a shirt and girls or guys, you know, it's 2019 after all, should be looking at your body going, mm, yummy, yummy. You know, you shouldn't be taking your shirt off and then it reverberate. You know, it shouldn't bounce back down like boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't like drop down there like all those squares of jelly you used to get, which were far nicer when you just ate them straight out of the packet than they were when you actually melted them down and made jelly. Anyone else get that when they're kids? I used to love just going into the shop and being like, maybe this is why I'm having to lose weight now. I'd have gone to the shop and I'd been like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. And I'd been, I'm talking like 11, 12 on, to go for that ultimate treat. I'll go for like, you know, those pretzel flips, like wee, bit, like wee tiny pretzels just in chocolate. That was nice. And then I would have just got myself a bottle of Dr. Pepper. And then to go with that, just a, a cube of jelly. You know, and now that I am an adult and a parent, and if they read what goes into those cubes of jelly, I realize it's not a good idea. You know, it's condensed, you know, dilute substance, which I'm just firing E numbers into me. You know, I'm, I'm, I, there was more E's in my young body at like 12 years old going shopping at Tesco's than there were on a standard Tuesday in Pete Doherty's house, you know, and that's just the way it was. But I, I like that, you know, I like that. And that was about the only time I liked that jelly. But whenever I'm lifting my top off, it shouldn't, like, there's a cusp. My T-shirt cusp shouldn't just, like, drop it out. You know what I mean? It shouldn't just plunk it out like I'm throwing a big lump of dough on a board to make a a cake, you know? I don't, don't even make dough cakes. You know, maybe we're just making a vegan sausage roll. Who knows? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's bouncy and not in a good way. You know, like, I know there's, like, a, a swing towards nowadays people watching what they say and being like no you're not fat you're just fluffy you're just bouncy you know you're you you know be all about like as that girl sang all about that bass you know she was just basically saying yeah have a bit extra body weight you know what i mean have a bit of extra fat on you and people that are just seriously like fat and unwell have taken that to be like i need to lose no weight i'm all about that bass about that treble you know, and maybe the base is um, my big fat belly. Maybe the treble is the uh, triple heart bypass surgery I'll have to have as a result of being so fat. But it's me, Mm-mm. you know, and that's that. But I think that's a wrong message. You know, yes, be, be confident, love yourself, but also realize, you know, you need to do something about it if it's literally a health thing. You know, like I, the older I've got, the more I've gone. I want to be like one of those, you know, Chinese masters, you know, like one of those Shaolin masters that just live for eternity. I'd like to just be one of those guys. I like live till I'm like 216. And with a BMI that's like in the 40s, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? The only thing I'm going to be is dead. <laughs> so I'm just like focused on that now. And it was. Just with the new year, I want to get all the like, you know, you know, like when you, if anyone actually genuinely starts on the 1st of January, I'll commend you and go, fair play. But if that's the case, you haven't gone hard on the 31st, do you know what I'm saying? You'd have got it in, you'd have a quiet one, ready to start on the 1st, whereas like, I like to drink on the 31st and then come the 1st, I'm hungover and i got to get that McDonald's on board. So it took me, let me see, it's the 11th today, yeah, it took me five days into the new year to just go right Let's reset things. Let's get back to it. Start eating healthier. Start regulating what I'm eating. And I just get training. And my trainer, Matt, who is on all social media platforms as Physio Strong, because 
because it's a business name. He's a physio, but he also is a PT. So what he's saying is like, look, I'll be able to, you know, I'm the body mechanic. I can give you that, you know, the treatment of the body, but also I can make you strong. So what he's basically saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm a physio, but I can make you strong. Hence the name. You know, I probably bastardized his full business there by saying that, but what I'm saying is go follow him. He is uh, he's a great trainer, you know what I mean? Like he, he whipped my candy ass in the shape and made me quite fit. You know, obviously um, cardiovascularly and muscular endurance-wise, not so much, but he made me a sexy bastard. So go follow him on social media and stuff, but he sort of not inspired me, kind of. <laughs> I said he's inspired me, you know, he's told me. He's like, man, do it. You fucking lump of shit. And he's like, right, try to go and do exercise for 100 consecutive days. Now, that sounds absolutely insane. And as I know I've already said in the podcast before, hey, I'm just setting small goals. It's true, I'm going month by month in terms of what my training is going to be and how I'm going to shift this weight. But I'll do something as best I can for 100 consecutive days. Now, already like three days into the 100 consecutive days, I couldn't make the gym, so I was like, right, I need to change something up here. I need to make myself sweat lots in a short period of time. And very quickly, the physique guy returned. You know, Very quickly, I remembered the circuits that I used to do. I remembered the sweat, the muscle pain, all that shit I used to do, the hit exercise, high-intensity interval training, I just dropped it back in. And I did about 45 minutes in the end of circuits. And by the end, I was completely bollocksed, totally banjaxed, fucked, whatever else you want to call it. That was me. And I actually felt pretty good afterwards. It was like that was the first session I did after I'd been back and I've been like, yeah, I'm back. But I'm going to try and keep that going. So even the days that I don't feel like I'm going to make the gym or anything, I'll do something, whether it be like a walk. The only requirement Matt said is it's 20 minutes. You have to do at least 20 minutes of physical exertion, whether that be, said, like on a rest day, because obviously you can't train every day because your body would just, you know, pack in. And it's more detrimental to just keep training than it is to have a rest day. So what he said is see on the days where you normally have a rest day, go for a light walk or do like the dynamic stretch warm-up that we would do, which is basically like a load of Cossack kicks. You know, if you don't know what that is, it's where the Russians just hunch down low and just do that wee dance. Da, da, da. No, that's, that's fully racist and Jewish, that song. That's cool. You know the way the Russians get along? Nah, full, full Jewish. Um, but that whatever that wee Russian song that they crouch low with their arms crossed and kick out to, that's the dynamic warm-up. They do that for 20 minutes consecutively. Um... No, obviously that's bullshit, I don't do that. I do like, you know, band pull-aparts, stretches, core activation, you know, shoulder taps. And also, I bore the fuck out of anyone listening to this podcast who's come in to try and listen to some weird shit, some banter, and just end up getting the full um, fitness masterclass from the body coach. Um, sorry about that, guys. I lost the run of myself. But what I'm saying is, I'm back, I'm training, and I'm feeling... Um, yeah, I'm feeling good again. Like the first day I did that circuit, this is I did. I've done the circuit now twice. The first time I did it, it was so shit. Like I thought, I'm having my brain's bursting here. 
you know, thankfully it hasn't. And then did it again today and felt a little bit better. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like all my joints are back and running and I'm ready to go. So that's enough of that. Borges with the uh, the intro of um, how I've been training. So maybe I'll just get on some weird shit and uh, talk about Holly, who this week um, has been weirder than she's ever been. Um, if you're a new listener to the podcast, you don't know who this Holly is I speak of, it's my daughter. She is now one. She is, she's great, you know, she's, she is literally my favourite thing in the whole wide world. You know, she's just, a, she's an amazing little twat, you know, she is just, that's the only way to describe her now, because she's just started to discover that she can walk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting upset here, I'm just drinking tea, and uh, I went down my, into my lungs. <clears throat> <clears throat> Anyway, no, but she is uh, she's great, and she just discovered she can, I say walk, she can, like, walk aided. So, she, again, she's got this weird wee wooden trolley that, of course, all babies have. They just try and enable them to walk. So she can walk pushing this. She can walk when I'm holding her hand or when other people are holding her hands. You know, it's not just specifically me, although I love it when she doesn't walk with anyone else, just me. I just sit there with, like, a big fat smug face just looking at people like, hmm, I'm the favourite. And you can fuck off. <laughs> but she's basically, long story short, she, she's more mobile, you know. She's more agile. She's like Conor McGregor and his movement, you know. She's just getting here, getting there, which is great because that's what you want. You want your child to develop. But on the flip side of that, she's now become much more mischievous. And as what? <laughs> like last weekend, last Saturday, I was just sitting in the house doing, doing actually a wee bit of housework, believe it or not. And uh, I was like, where is she normally? She just makes these weird noises, like a Teletubby. Eh, eh, about the place, you know where she's at. But there's no noise. And no noise is bad. And I was like, what is she up to? And I went into the kitchen and just spotted her sitting beside the dog food bowl, just eating his like dried food, just lifting it out and shoving it in her gob. I was like, what are you doing? You stinking wee tramp. Why are you eating that? Like, that's literal dog food. You're just eating and she's chewing away. Like, and I was like, she mustn't have too much of it. And then I lifted her up and opened her mouth and actually saw chewed dog food in her teeth. Like, she's got like three teeth, but just covered in this disgusting smelling dog food. And I was just like, you are an actual idiot. Like, what are you doing? And tried to like wash her mouth out with water and she spat that everywhere, mushed up dog food all over me. And I was like, you are literally dense. And then I put her in a cage for a bit, let her cool off, realise how much of a dunce she was. And then later that night, popped her in the bath before bed. And as I'm getting her in the bath, she's sitting there and I have this little pot that I used to just pour water on her. Because, hey, that's the fun game that babies kind of like. You know, they'd be sitting there and just pour water on them. Oh, the joys. You know, that is what babies love. So then I'm just like, I think what I was doing something that I wasn't like literally fully watching her. But I was... I think it might have just been like taking her, that's what it was. I took her dummy off her because she kept spitting it in the bath and she needs that for bedtime. Took that off her, looked around and she's just got this pot drinking bubble bath water. I'm like, what? Are you a goat? You know, do you just see like a pocket watch and go, meh, and eat that shit? No, you don't. Stop fucking eating dog food and stop eating bath water, you, you goat. I mean, like, like this is what worries me. Like, as a parent, you see this. Like, I'm big into, like, criminal minds and stuff and, like, TV shows about, like, serial killers and shit. So I always see, like, how the behaviour 
as a child influences how you behave as an adult. Do you know what I mean? So if I have a kid who's one years old eating dog food and drinking bubble bath water, you know, like by the time she's like, I know, 20, is she going to be like making little like fairy cakes out of skin? I don't know, you know, but I just want her to be more normal, you know? And, and like, you can't get through to her because she doesn't understand what words mean. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, stop doing that. And she'd go, ha ha, laugh at you. So I have just resorted to putting her in a coal bunker. Oddly enough, I have gas in my house. No need to have a coal bunker, but I acquired one just to deal with her. Do you know what I mean? Just to put her there, let her think about how she's getting on. Come back to that later. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know what I'm going to freaking do there. She's a bloody nightmare. And she's also got into, uh, like... I've taught her how to like kiss people. So you say give us a kiss, she gives you a kiss in the cheek, that's nice. But now she's like going in for the kiss with full on headbutt velocity, which isn't sweet. It'll hurt her eventually and it definitely hurts me. Do you know what I mean? And uh She's a twat. You know, uh, again, I hope you find that interesting in some way because I'm just I'm just literally baffling and if anyone else out there has kids and they've done any sort of weird shit like that please let me know because i i feel as though i'm the only one that's got a kid that's a full mental twat you know like I, i'm at my wits end just let me know the weirdest shit your kids have done next week we'll talk about it in the podcast send me when i put my questions out you know hey for a start just send me any questions would be sweet you know i know this time i'm actually recording the podcast on a friday which is completely you know alien but you know, a lot of people want me to save their questions for Sunday, but you're going to miss out this week. So next week, if you have any kids, let me know the weird shit they've done. You know, put my mind at ease. If your kids isn't a weirdo, um, as in they're weird, not that they listen to the podcast, because I'm sure you, you make your kids do that. But yeah, just let me know, because I'm at my wit's end with her. And, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but other than that, I've been busy boy. I know I've been speaking last few weeks of the podcast about this script that I've been writing. Um, I finally got it finished this week, which was nice. So hopefully something can happen with that. Um, but out of that, I also had a full argument with my wife about um, my procrastinating, right? Basically, long story short, I was complaining. Like, I say to, to my wife that, you know, like I would talk the talk of saying, look, see when you're writing material or you're writing a script, you can't just sit down and do it, you know. You need to be in the creative zone. Like I can't just sit there and write, you know, you need to be feeling it. You need to be having that, you know, that, that juicy mind. You need that mind juice just brewing up in your skull. You need to be like feeling funny. Like you can't just sit and and be funny like it's not a, like well it is a gift obviously it is a gift but it's not a, it's not like a, a kettle you can't just boil up all the time do you know what I mean you can only kind of boil up from from time to time when it's best suitable and I'm saying to her oh I can't get this finished I can't think of what I want to do and she was like yeah it's because you procrastinate so much and I went what? she was yeah you're such a fucking procrastinator i was like bitch i am not a procrastinator it's like you don't even have a clue but then you've got your 
your mind, your nurse, you got a medical mind, you're looking at everything so matter of fact, this is fact, this is this. I was like, no, bullshit, you're not a creative like me, you don't even understand shit, me procrastinating, I have to be, fuck, fuck you, and I was pissed off, I was like, fuck you, I'm not listening to this shit, you call me, tell me I procrastinate, I'm a master of time manipulation, nobody I know can manage time with me, fuck you, procrastinate, what? And then she goes to me, uh, look at your screen, and I went, What? She went, look at your your computer screen. And I just turned around to my computer screen and looked at us. And in that point, she basically proved 100% that she was right and I procrastinated. Because what I had just happened to be looking at whenever I should have been writing my script was um, about 15 images deep into a Google image search for former Zimbabwean president Robert Mugabe. You know, just sit and have a wee look through, you know, and sometimes your mind goes, oh, I wonder what he's up to these days. And I just thought, I wonder what Mugabe's up to these days, you know, because I know he got, like, kicked out of out of Zimbabwe, no longer the president. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'd be keen to find out what Mugabe's up to, do you know what I mean? And I just Google searched him, and then I thought... He's kind of sweet style, like, you know what I mean? He's an old, old, old man. He's like 127 or whatever it is, but he's got those sweet baby blue eyes. You know, he's got those sweet baby blue eyes, a cheeky grin, and a bit of a dope mustache. So I was like saying, you know, does he still maintain that level of grooming and that level of style now that he's no longer the president, or does he just let himself go? Like, you know, whenever people are working and they retire, they just basically die quite quickly because they're like, they don't have the routine anymore, don't have that thing to get up for. They just kind of... You know, I was like, I'm hoping Muga is not like that. Do you know what I mean? So I looked it up and turns out he, he's having a pretty sweet time of it. You know what I mean? Um, and he's just like living life, swagged out, you know, under no threat. Like a lot of presidents who get like booted out or overthrown, Saddam Hussein, he got chucked out of power, ended up hiding in a hole, got caught, trialed, hanged, you know, another swagged on. Colonel Gaddafi, he got overthrown, shot in the head, dead, you know what I mean? It's not a sweet business to to do if you get overthrown, you know? And even throughout the annals of time, looking back in history, that happened as well. The few of the lads, you know, Mussolini, he got mugged off, to say the least, you know? But Mugabe somehow managed to negotiate a sweet deal. Um, He managed, like get this this is from my research i didn't know this prior to my my procrastinating but i was looking it up that um once he had resigned he agreed he would do it immediately however he negotiated a deal with his wife before he went and this is what i like it's like yeah here's the thing you want rid of me you want to go a different direction that's fair enough listen though it's going to be on my terms you know and mugabe was like right all i want is i would like to have full diplomatic status please I would like all my family to be exempt from prosecution I'd like my business interests to remain untouched and I would like to receive a payment of at least 10 million dollars and people are probably like nah Mugabe why is the bap just fuck off but in Zimbabwe we're like don't know if that's, if that's what it takes to get you uh, out of here moo moo go your head and then if you want to hear a little bit more, I'll read you a little bit more. Mugabe was given full diplomatic status in late December 2017 and was entitled to a house, up to 23 staff members and personal vehicles. Now, the thing about that is, 
fair enough having like a butler, one dude, 23 staff members? Slightly excessive. Like, I personally wouldn't be able to, I couldn't have 23 people in my house. Like, that's a dope house he has to fit 23 people in, that it's not intruding in your personal space. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if McGabby wanted to do like some weird sex stuff? Would those guys just be like hiding in the wardrobe watching, like R. Kelly? Oh my god, a penis! You know, with the beat kind of shit. I know, but he's negotiated that and personal vehicles. Now, I don't know if that means vehicles as in outside house vehicles or is that like personal vehicles for inside this sweet house that he can just be like, he'd just be going around there in a Segway, you know, which I would be, I would like to see Robert Mugabe on a Segway. I think it would be quite a sight to see. Um, But all in all, he seems to just be having a pretty dope time. I read an article that he'd sold a house in Singapore that the family had that, you know, bit sly, he had to take a big loss on it because he's looking at a quick sale. But I mean, you know, to be able to have got on how he's got on for so many years, to be basically a full, you know, racist, xenophobic prick guy, to get away with that scot-free and get all this sweet these sweet perks, you know, in, in some weird way, you got to tip the cap to him and go, hey, you played that well. You know, when you look at Gaddafi and the boys, you go, ah, you did all right there, Muga, you know? Fair play to you. And the fact that you've still got me interested in you, just wondering what you're up to a couple of years later, you know, it just proves that you're some kind of interesting dude. Do you know? Oh, man, there's a lot of interesting dudes out there, like, uh, and I'm trying to find more and more ones to talk about, especially in this, the weird podcast, where, like, normally I just talk about the shit I get up to, but I've decided that I'm going to try and find, like, a weird story myself that I think would be entertaining for you to, to learn about every week. So the one I found out this week was, it's, it's another, like, I like stories that are, like, total duh, you know, total no-brainers. Like, why why'd you do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes in life, you, you can't answer why something happened. You go, like, why? Like, Zinedine Zidane, headbutt Marco Matarazzi in the final of the World Cup, bang, like a, like a bloody goat in his sternum. You go, why'd you, why'd you do that, mate? makes no like you can't fathom sense as to why he did that do you know what i mean and this particular story and um, it's back back with the boys again you know these boys they're they're not conventional these chinese guys you know they do things in an unorthodox fashion for sure and the title of the story is man who sold kidney for iphone left bedbound and unable to walk <laughs> whoa a man who sold one of his kidneys to get himself a new iphone and ipads now bedbound and requires requires around the clock care a man who's 25 sold one of his kidneys in 2011 when he was 17. What a decade. Like, according to Chinese media, the man named only as Wang. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah. A guy called Wang, or in English, cock, was like, I have a good idea. Wouldn't mind that iPhone 4 here. I don't have a dough. What could I do? You know, surely before you decide to sever bits of your body and sell it in the black market... Um, you would just try to, you try to like get, you know, like rob somebody or something first. And what is it about the black market? Like, why do those black guys want such dodgy things? You know, that's what I always wonder. Is like, what, like black dudes? They don't need all this dark shit. Like the the black dudes don't need kidneys. You know, they don't need weapons. They don't need, you know, all that shit. So I, you know, weird. <laughs> but Wang was given. 
basically two and a half grand after selling the organ on the black market. Um, reports at the time claimed that he wanted to buy new tech products. What a nerd. Like, they use the term, I would like to buy some new tech products, but my parents couldn't afford them. <clears throat> you know? Um, oh, whoa. He reportedly found some dodgy middlemen on an online forum called QQ. That sounds cheeky. Do you want to come on QQ and sell your liver? Oh, kidney. And uh, they could raise the cash to help him flog his kidney. Now, Wang said, at the time I wanted to buy an iPad, but I didn't have the money, and now I can't walk. <laughs> oh, dear. Wouldn't you love to just see Wang and go, you twat. Like, you are... Oh, such a bell end. And his mum, being a tight, she phoned the peelers after she he told them what she'd done. Like, now, I've done some things that my mum has been pissed off with in my lifetime. Like, I have given that woman, you know, I've given her a tough time with my weird behaviour and my sort of naughtiness and cheekiness when I was in school. That's a bit of an answer or backer, believe it or not. But, like... I've come in, like, you know, underage drinking, all that kind of shit, coming back to the house. Your mum's like, are you drunk? And I, fuck, and you're like, ah, it's fully blocked. But, like, imagine coming back to the house and being like, you wang, you're walking a bit strange, player, what's up? And he's like, oh, nothing, mum. She's like, nah, you're definitely not well. Maybe you see a doctor. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. There's blood dripping down your uh, your shirt. Oh, I, that's probably because I sold my kidney to those black guys that wanted it. You know, and, uh, and that's where it's at. That's so mad. Like 17, 17 years old, he's just sold a kidney to a guy, like in like a back in, a, in like a back alleyway, just with a wee scalpel. Here, money over here, scalpel, glue gun on your bike. Enjoy your iPad, you twat. You know, like. What's he doing? I'm like, what is it about, like, Chinese people that make them do specifically weird things? You know, that's what I want to know. They do a lot of strange things. And, you know, a lot of the weird stories that I get on this podcast involve Chinese people. So maybe what I'm saying is if you're a, a Chinese listener and, you know, I just say stop doing the weird stuff you do, you know, just just try to not sell body parts Try not to hurt yourself. Just, just you know, just, just chill out a bit, you know, and try to have a bit more of a fun, normal time. Do you know what I mean? Good luck to Wang. Hopefully he uh, delivers himself with the ability to walk again soon. And, you know, maybe you can set up a GoFundMe page or something for, like, the iPhone ten because you'll die if you donate your other kidney. You're probably going to die anyway, man, to be fair. Sly. Um, Wang's been mugged off, but... Anyway, we've been talking uh, a lot of shit today, and now I'm going to go on to my listeners' questions, which is always a favourite for me. And hey, guess what, guys? There's like three questions this week. That's fucking terrible. See, if you're a listener to the podcast, you need to give me more to go on. That's three questions. Whoa. Um... Chris Henning said, well, Dave, I caught Shane up in my roof space. Maybe he's trying to phone home. He sent me a picture of what looks like um, 
he's like trying to do this ET thing with light at the end of the finger. However, this is like a normal sized finger rather than like a really long, like meter long finger like ET has. Like ET's got really long, spingly, weird fingers. Only like the only hands that are weirder than ET's are Shane Todd's. Like if Shane were to like shake hands with ET, ET would be looking at him going, oh no, gross, get that away from me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whenever it's it's awkward, if you, like, shake hands with somebody and they, like, have, like, they don't have a hand, sometimes they just have, like, and you don't expect it, you're like, oh, whoa, what's taking me by surprise? That's the way E.T. would be if Shane's wee spangly hands went out near him. Do you know what I mean? Like, Shane's, like, Shane can sit and he can pick his nose while his hand is on his knee. Do you know what I mean? With those big, weird chopstick fingers. But, yeah, that that's um, a good E.T. thing. It looks like you're wearing some kind of ring over your knuckle as well Chris if that's the case don't because it's not a sweet look if it's just the light fair play to you I apologise for mugging you off there Dean Moore has said Dennis Suarez thought um, Dennis Suarez for those of you who don't know is a Barcelona footballer who's been linked with Arsenal tell you what I'd take him you know Arsenal are wick at the minute and could do with a bit of strengthening so yeah I, I would happily have them, albeit um, despite paying like 100 quid to go and see them per game, you know, with no money to buy players, which is, mm, questions must be asked. Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you're well. Check out this week's weird story. Oh, I've seen this guy before and it is a weird story. Police search for a man who licked doorbell for three hours in California. A man who spent three hours licking a doorbell as a family slept inside their home has been charged with prowling and theft. Roberto Daniel Arroyo, 33, was pictured taking part in a bizarre act at the home in Salinas, California. The footage shows a man leaning his head against the intercom outside the front door and licking the doorbell from several different angles. Whoa. Like, yeah, I've seen this guy, right? And legitimately, it's just this dude. Like... It's kind of sexual, you know what I mean? It's like he's giving oral sex to a doorbell. And, like, if you're that family and you see it, you shit yourself. You go, oh, my God, this guy's coming to kill me. I don't know whether I'd rather a guy come to kill me or, or see a guy like him a doorbell. Because, like, then I'd have the press doorbell, you know what I mean, for one thing. And this guy's dirty saliva is all over. It's gross. Um, So yeah, she phoned police and they added that, oh, he did a piss, he relieved him. See, here's the thing, when pe- people need to be more blunt with what goes on, you know, because the police, uh, the woman basically saw this guy on CCTV licking her doorbell. <laughs> Sounds like a bit, something a little bit more sexy, doesn't it? But, um, and then he appeared to relieve himself in the garden and entered several other neighbours' yards. Like, see, when you relieve yourself, that could be several things. First thing I think of is a dirty mind, he's jacking off. Now, it turns out he's just pissed, you know, but you could also relieve yourself by being sick or doing a shit. So you could have done any of those things, or all four at once, in the garden. So just say, took a piss, you know. Neighbour Alfred Santos said, I thought I'd seen it. I love this. This is a proper, like, Belfast-style response from this Californian guy. I thought I'd seen it all, but this takes a kick. Miss Duggan said, you kind of laugh about it afterwards, but technically, as technically he didn't do anything, but he's, he'd be fully charged with prowling and theft. He's been charged with breaching his probation for a previous crime. Yeah, but keen to know what his crime is. You know, if you're going around licking people's doorbells, there's clearly something wrong with your head. 
You know what I mean, man? Like, if you're out late, like, first and foremost, I'd be saying, guy, you don't know how many people have been this door. You I mean, there's family members there. There's, like, old people who are part of the family probably be ringing that doorbell and old people's fingers, uh, gross. And then, on top of that, you've got, like, people delivering parcels, people maybe, like, doing door-to-door. Even worse, uh, politicians canvassing, gross. You know, dirty fingernails of, like, people. Ultimately, every single person in the world at one point has picked their bum right? So their dirty bum fingers are going to be on that doorbell and you're licking dirty bum fingers. What's wrong with you, mate? Oh. But anyway, Chris wants to know if I was in the run from the police, where would you try and hide? I don't know what kind of tight behaviour that is, Chris. Like, I feel as if you're trying to mug me off to like, you know, get my location to the police. Do you know what I mean? Like if I were to do something where would I hide I'm not going to be telling you because then if I ever did anything the police would come and get me you know what I mean but I think you know hypothetically speaking if that's not going to happen you know obviously the first place you would hide if the police are looking at you is under your bed you know what I mean because you're always safe under there you're always safe from um, from bodies under the bed you know and yeah I do have in my bed just basically can't remember what it's called uh divan <laughs> no obviously i have no storage under my bed so it would be pretty uh you know conspicuous if you were to just look in and there's just a full bed just you know teetering on top of myself you know that would definitely be a weird look to go for but yeah, I don't know. See, the problem with me is like I was never good at hide and seek because I was so big. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't get into any nooks and crannies. And that's not Cockney Ryman's line because, hey, I'm a player. But back in the day, yeah, hide and seek wasn't sweet for me. So if I was running from the police, what I might do is like, you know what? I might hide anywhere. I might enlist Gaza. I might get him on Twitter, tweet him and be like, yo, Gaza, I know you know how to help criminals. You know, can you get your fishing rod, your chicken out and come and help a brother out? See what he says. I think people would be surprised to see me end up with Gaza. But, you know, we'd go for it anyway and see. But guys, that's the end of this week's Weird Podcast. It's a short one because none of you fucks asked enough questions this week. Is it my fault for recording the podcast early? Probably. But, I mean, I want to get out. I want to enjoy my weekend. And I want to relax, you know. So, it is what it is. That's supposed to be Jose Mourinho. Ended up being full Borat. But, um, yeah, just final plugs. Um, if you haven't already, please just fucking, please just fucking rate, fucking rate and review the podcast, would you? If you haven't already, go on to iTunes, give it five stars and review it. Do you know what I mean? Because that would be a major help in getting me in the charts and all that stuff and expanding the podcast. And, you know, it's getting better every week. More people are listening you know, just tell a friend to check it out, share it, whatever, help a brother out. I mean, basically, I've said before, if you don't, you know, rate and review the podcast or, like, share it and stuff, it means you basically, you know, don't like babies and you want, like, a baby to go without food because it's what I want to do is, you know, get the podcast out there so I can put food on the table for my family. And, I mean, if, I, if that's the way you want to be, you're a bad person. But, I mean, who am I to judge? But no, all jokes aside, please rate and review the podcast. And thank you again for those who listen. One last plug, Pug Uglies this week on the 17th. Myself, Kieran Bartlett, Aaron McCann, 
9 p.m. And they said 9 pounds. That would have been like 5 pounds and 9 p.m. And there could be some uh, New Year treats for any of you good boys and girls. If you're a bad boy, you're not allowed to come. Bad boys are excluded from the first week. But if you're a good a bad girl, you're welcome. You can come. Uh. But, yeah, there's going to be something this week that will be a bit different. But, no, I think good things for Pogoglis Comedy Club this year. Um, and if you haven't got down already, you know what's up with you. But, guys, have a good week. Enjoy the podcast. And ask more questions next week. Because, I mean, look, 40 minutes, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go and watch you now. Because I watched Luther. In case a lot of people be like, Hey, man, did you actually end up going and watching Luther? Or you? We watched Luther. So now I'm going to go watch you. Have a good week. Peace out. Playboys and hustlers and bitches. Whoa. Oh, dear. Mental breakdown. Bye.